Food Court, the movie podcast where Sean and John and Chuck watch shit, talk shit, and most importantly, eat shit. Sorry, that was a really excited and Chuck. No one has ever been excited that excited Chuck to be on this show. Chuck is a professional podcast intro guy. Yeah. Really? Although they don't let me do it on my podcast. Why not? Well, no, you have just perfected your role. Oh, yeah. Like he has a, he's the only one on our podcast. So full disclosure. Okay. I have another podcast with Chuck. Sorry <laughs> that you this? had to find out. Who this is this? Sean. What? But it's called Fast Break Breakfast, and it is ostensibly about basketball. But Chuck has a catchphrase with the with, Chuck Anderson within <laughs> within our opening of yes. our show. Tell me more. That's all I got. Oh, well, okay. I stole it. Uh-oh. It's not my catchphrase. But he stole <laughs> it from a done? source. That <laughs> I, I stole it, so it, it's the Hank Kingsley, hey now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I hey Sean now a lot that. during the show, but I stole that from Howard Stern, who stole that from Gary Shanley. Okay. Oh. The Stern Show did it all the time. I forgot that Stern did it. All the time. During I the slowly unmemorizing all the stern i want yeah i was a huge fan for years and then Artie attempted suicide and i just Mm. bailed too sad to listen to Artie was kind of like my soul animal yeah spirit animal yeah soul Soul, soul catcher soul coughing (laughs) your dream catcher yes your spirit i i I understood Artie on right on a level i also thought he was the funniest i did think i do like did like Howard Stern. Now, I think Howard Stern is like Steve Jobs now. Like he's he's, too, no, he's, he's like an industry. Yeah, but he's also like all of his edge is gone because he's been to yeah. therapy and he's actually worked on himself. He was, on the egg, he was like a judge on the on X Factor or yeah, something. Or like, uh, yeah, one of once those shows. Once you do that, once you've gone full Howie Mandel, you're not a person anymore. No, I mean, you will go from the king of all media to satellite Martha, radio. Martha Stewart. Yeah, yeah, basically. But, you know. That's okay. Everybody's allowed to evolve, and he's still catching checks. Yeah. It's amazing that he has survived all this. Because right. Because all of his cancelable shit was on the radio. Yes. I think anything he, did, anything he did with people... So he was married for a long time, and then he was divorced for a short while, and then got married again. He made a movie about how wonderful his wife was, uh-huh. then divorced that <laughs> <hoe>. <laughs> What the fuck? It was great. I mean, I bit. wish I could put... That's... Wow. That's the good shit right there. It's a really good bit to do that. Also, you know, really, Stephen Hawking is the king of that, who just managed to get rid of his wife, who took care of him all the time, for his new nanny that took care of him all the time, which is a classic bit. I didn't know this. Did you not no, know No, I did not That's know this. That's just hitting the old upgrade button. <laughs> yeah, or blowing did. into the old upgrade button. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love you anymore. <laughs> That's a really incredible impression. You just gotta take your thumb and move it across your lips, and it simulates Stephen Hawking voice. Stephen, are you in the room? Where, where is John gone? He's well, back. From it the sounds dead. like we're way off course because we start talking about Howard Stern, but we are doing a monthly, an all month long, yes, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Gangsgiving, Gangsgiving of the Martin Scorsese. Gangster movies, yes. not counting the apostles. Maybe the greatest gang of them all. The apostles from Last Temptation. Of <laughs> oh God, doing, Sorry, yes. we're not doing the disciples or the apostles. How are you doing a or any of the biblical gangs? Mm-hmm. We're just doing like actual Italian. Well, I guess there's some Irish gangs in here too. Mm-hmm. You, probably, you probably have to come back for all of these, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck's the most Irish person I know. But 
But uh, Henry Hill, uh. the star of Goodfellas, was a degenerate guest on Howard Stern for many, many years. Yeah. yeah. Like, soil his pants drunk, uh-huh. saying untoward, very canceled. Was everyone things. dead by the time he was a guest? How did it work out? So he, I guess. Yeah, basically the mob had no power after, oh. you know, John Gotti went to jail. Or Amazon okay. became a thing. Yeah, <laughs> one or the other. Once, I can, once I can place my bet on uh, Odell Beckham Jr.'s like catch rate on my phone... There's really no reason. It's it's over now. I can buy my weed from a distillery dispensary. Yeah. Dispensary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah OnlyFans was killed. Yeah. Basically there's, killed the Lucchese crime family. There's no vice. Oh, yeah. There's no drugs. I can get all this stuff over the internet. Right. These are such sad stories. Nah. Yes, organized crime's gone now. Wow. Yeah. Who who murders people now? Well, I feel I feel like organized crime is still here. <laughs> White it's guys. Just like, it's Hell just yeah. like... Cops, <laughs> Halliburton, and like Dick Cheney. Yeah, those are Different the last flavor. Yeah, those are the gangsters now. Yeah, uh, really. It's all all my life. I wanted to be a Dick Cheney. <laughs> I wanted to be a hedge fund manager. <laughs> well, this is we're already getting heavy. This is a heavy show. Uh huh. Well, that's beautiful. We're talking about Goodfellas. Did we even mention that yet? I don't believe so. I think I fucked it up. You did. <laughs> and we're starting with Goodfellas because like. Basically, all these other movies, we rank these movies. Uh huh. And I don't know if Goodfellas can be toppled. So we're starting with Goodfellas. I have a long time joke Ooh. with the running joke with Sean Parrott, yeah. where he would ask about top movies. Oh, yeah. And he would do polls interacting with his uh, very large online community of <laughs> yeah, fans. People love me. <laughs> and. Um, for years, any answer to any favorite yeah. movie forever was, my answer was Goodfellas. Well, yeah, because I don't know if you know this, Sean. <laughs> yeah. It's the only movie he's ever seen. I don't know if I've ever... Like, we got him to watch that other movie by, because Chuck's been on the show before, Yeah, by trapping him in your house. Yeah. Was it High Flying Bird? Yes. High Flying Bird, and yeah. He, and, and he will say he's seen other movies, yeah. but Chuck will just pull out his phone and like have like a... 22-minute romance, including dick pics, while watching a movie. Ooh, it's not watching a movie. It's true. Chuck has watched this entire... And I, think I mean... I think you've seen Scarface. I've seen Scarface, Goodfellas, okay. Casino, Bronx Tale. Rap-related movies? Uh, a lot of rap-related <laughs> movies I'm not sure you'd even know. Do, are you are you aware of the Rock Rock Nation movie Paid in Full that I could quote? I do. Um, Paid in full. It is a great film. Um, Billy? Holler If You Hear Me by uh, Master P. In I no don't Limit. know that one. Yeah, it's great. Um, there's a bunch of there's Wait, a. Hall, if you hear me, the one that's a comedy, it's like a Friday. It is. Yeah, it has Ezel from Friday in it. Um, State Property with rapper Beanie Siegel, sure. one of the greatest uh, gangster movies ever made. Wow. But yeah, I have a extensive uh, <laughs> extensive knowledge of very few movies. Right, but I know them. Well, I feel like you've made the right choice. Because <laughs> Sean and I. Basically, we've said made this joke on the podcast. Like our life lost meaning with the birth of internet movie database. Oh yeah, there's no justifiable reason for us to know all this bullshit about movies, no. right? Especially now that everybody can just look it up really fast. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't matter that we know that Steve Buscemi's first directorial effort was Trees, Trees Lounge. Lounge. Nobody <laughs> Trees cares. Lounge. 
except for us. Yeah. And you seem fine, you know, I'm, having seen two movies. I've seen two movies in life. Maybe is good. I should undo all these movies I've seen. Or yeah. at least I should pretend I haven't seen all these you movies. You need to total recall yourself. I Ooh, shouldn't, total recall I shouldn't a... be upset with someone was that Arnold for liking yes. for liking and enjoying Dune. But I am. And it's because I've watched too many movies. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's a there's there's a thing with there's a thing with uh joy that you gain from an outside uh from material things i'm an energy vampire yeah you've pulled <laughs> you've taken you've ripped all of the experiential joy out from of toby it toby hooper's life force yeah <laughs> i'm a nude sexually perfect woman yes <laughs> yeah walking Great through well yeah that's a fact jack <laughs> um we have other segments on the show. Oh, do we, yeah? Should we make Chuck describe the... Do we Panda Express considering Chuck's never seen another film? I mean, we, I saw a well, couple movies. you have to talk about two movies. Well, you have to sing the fucking song because Michael's um, not here and I'm not going to sing the song. The theme song goes as such. ring get a ding da ding ding da ding uh, It's Panda Express. Uh, time to express Michael, your thoughts on Michael movies. Michael kind of beatboxes it. Yeah, okay. he does. He puts more flavor. Flavor? Yeah. Effort. On it. He puts more effort on it. Yeah. You know uh, what? I suggest you guys calling him and getting him to voice memo that in and then not. cutting it. You have no in. idea. Anytime Michael has to do something or ha- exhibit effort, he gets upset. He's right. Which, He's got better things to do. Which also is true of Sean and I. Yeah. Um, so We're brought together is... by laziness. So it's my job to surmise this three-hour no, epic. No, no, no. You weren't listening, but that's okay. Yeah, I this was caught up segment, in the ring. This is ding, the ding. segment where we talk about other movies we might have seen this week. Oh, yeah. Chuck has seen none. I saw Dune. You. you saw oh, Dune. Fuck Dune okay. and the original Dune. Okay, well that's very valid. Yeah. Which one did you like better? Um, I, I like the new one better. Noon. Noon. Gotcha. <laughs> new Dune. But it, you new will Dune. acknowledge. That Dune is a remake of Dune. Yeah, it's it's a lot of the same things. Some very like they made obvious choices about putting like brown skin people in the desert as the yeah. desert brown skin people. See, to me, that's racist. <laughs> to, to oh, just because I live in a desert, I gotta be black. <laughs> but yes, there. Uh, I, I don't I, think Dave, I don't think David Lynch knows any black people. No, probably not. This, no. The the interesting part in. Um, watching david lynch's dune was trying to figure out who the like short remember the the guy remember the the dark-lipped guys yes like who they were in the in the, the noon, tats. right yeah and oh, because yes. they they were so stark looking yes in the uh in the david lynch one i was like what these are important characters all the characters are the there, same there's a lot of sameness in noon but i had to i had to go back and go oh instead of having looking like they got smacked in the mouth yeah. by like mike tyson instead they of just have like a drug addicts they look like kind of cool they do yeah, they their eyebrows like aren't they're more like, as they're more like priests yeah their eyebrows aren't as bushy and they Whereas lynch was like no nah, they're just junkies they're high on their own yes supply. yes <laughs> Lynch did some interesting things. Yeah, um, but that was an interesting thing. But yeah, I, I did. An, uh, Kyle MacLachlan is a bad actor. Fair enough. Wow. I don't like him in that movie. Or maybe Timothy Chalamet was better than him. Well, I, 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 I do not like Kyle. I, like Chalamet. I, I, I think Kyle MacLachlan has some charm that might be somewhat ironic. So I'm not going to disagree with you. I do not understand any appeal to Timothy Chalamet. Although I may have just overdosed on Timothy Chalamet because yeah. I also saw um, the new Wes Anderson, which Oof. he is in and is very bad in. But I've, I've seen him be good in Lady Bird, 
But I, I like think I think he sucks in Dune, but it's not really his fault that he sucks in Dune. He's just asked to like stare at his own balls and navel for yeah. three and a half minutes at a time while we watch a tear run down his eye mm. against a green screen. I don't give a <laughs> fuck. But he's just like a he's like an Instagram model to me. Yeah, he's hot. and and I think that yeah, was oh, the same sure. reason Kyle MacLachlan was there, and I know that was like his first big role, but I just didn't dig it. Sure, I didn't dig it. It just it, it, it was yeah. like corny. I think he's better as, as a corny guy. Like he's yeah. good I mean, in Twin he's Peaks because so he's a yeah. corny Twin guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, it isn't. I don't get any. Good, there's no gravitas. Sure. If that's no. I, I don't even know the Which definition Baron of Harkonnen that word. Did you like better? Ooh, the weird pussy ones on Lynch's. Uh, in Lynch's is crazy. Yeah. But um, who's that? Is it Stellan Skarsgård? Skarsgård. Yeah. Good actor. He's yeah. a great actor. He's scary. But I don't know if he fly around like big fella. I mean, what's his nuts? What's his name? No clue. I like the I okay. like Dave Batista. Yes, but he was incredible. Good. But then Sting is in the Dave Batista is great. But Paul Smith, come on! I don't know the we, OG. He played Bluto and Popeye. For God's sake, you're right. Oh yeah, well, I, I feel like they're that. saving the Sting character for the next Dune movie. Yeah. Although uh, <laughs> Villeneuve is such a charlatan ripoff artist, he couldn't even deviate from the plot of the original Dune and just stuck a different knife fight at the end of Noon. <laughs> just like, well, we're going to save the sting part, which I guarantee you, I think it'll be like either like a woman or a trans person. Sure. It'll be like some Too spirited weird, It'll person. be an inclusive thing, which all's good Let's in do the it. hood. Sting's, include. Sting's out there anyway. Yeah. You have that much sex, you, you defy gender anyway. But yeah, he still like ended it with a knife fight because mm-hmm. he's Villeneuve. He doesn't know what he's doing. No. He's a madman. So yeah, I saw two movies. Sean, your turn. I watched Ghostbusters. <gasps> had a great time. The new one or um, the old one? The old one. I great. Don't... So the one with all ladies cast. No, <laughs> the re- the only Ghostbusters one that the one I with care Dan about. Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Good. Uh, and they for some reason they've been playing it at our, at our local Regal Theater. I think nice. the reason is because there's a new Ghostbusters coming. But out. they've been playing it all week, like. Like for regular people, you know, usually they charge you fifteen bucks if you want to see. It, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, and great it was, movie. of course, fantastic. It's a it's a great yeah. movie. I hadn't seen it in probably ten years. I don't believe you. I don't think I've seen it in like ten years. I don't believe you because I remember you played the character of Lewis Tully. Oh, that's true. In a live reading, I of just I think I just watched the clips. And if I know you. You rewatch Ghostbusters for that. Well, I take it back. Then I've watched it. I don't know. At some point recently. The fuck is wrong with him? Why does he care if you watched it in the past 10 years? But I've never seen know. it on the big screen. I tell you that. I've never <laughs> so seen it. So that's it. Screen. How was it? I wanted to it's know what awesome. it was. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the same movie, but it's yeah. it's just a I can I I reconsidered going like going to see Dune in the theater. <gasps> I saw you didn't theater. see it. So the I saw, no, I saw it at my, I'm oh. on my on my couch. He has a huge TV. I have okay. a giant TV. 68 inches. I've maxed it. Yeah, yeah. I maxed it as well. It's yeah. intense, man. Yeah. But I like. I think I like Dune now. You can't look at your phone though. Not in. If you're in the theater, John. You can't. People did. I you don't. Can't. I'm. A, I'm. I'm pretty. Good for you. Have you seen me even look at my phone since I've been here? It's pretty good. I'm. I'm You've looked at your phone less than John has. In, John in has your been defense. texting during this show. <laughs> I'm so glad this isn't you a Twitch s- stream anymore. <laughs> you spot it. You got it, bro. Like this. You're. <laughs> this is you. You're yelling so at yourself. I saw. <laughs> Um, the new Edgar Wright film. Yeah, and? and? the new Wes Anderson film. And? It was interesting, because they are both films that are pretty much concerned with artifice and nostalgia. Mm-hmm. 
And I enjoyed both of them. Oh, really? Yes. It was definitely my favorite Edgar Wright film. Chuck, you may not know this, but I don't like Edgar Wright films. So Edgar Wright did the, like, Shaun, Shaun of, of the, the Dead. Dead. Right. Yeah. Hot Fuzz. Yeah. I love Baby those movies. Driver. You like it better than right. Hot Fuzz? Oh, yeah. I don't even like Hot Fuzz. Oh, shit. Okay. What was, yeah. What was the alien one? Paul? Fuck, I don't know. This uh, is the end? I don't know if he directed that This is the end? One. The oh. world is he ending? He did the end of the world. The end okay. of the world, yeah. I just don't like his movies. That's fair. But uh, this one, I felt... It reminded me a lot of Kenneth Branagh's Dead Again, which, <laughs> okay. which if you want to, you could label <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's Dead Again a silly kind of dumbass thriller. Absolutely. And I think that's where Edgar Wright, I think that's his lane. Yeah. Silly dumbass thrillers. But awesome. there's a lot of like, but what I thought about in context of the, also the Wes Anderson movie is they're both like, like there's a lot of artifice and a lot of theatricality to it like as like saying like on the stage like live theater to it but <clears throat> Wes Anderson's is kind of like a masterpiece of it oh whereas Edgar Wright sort of falls apart at the end but is a lot of fun but Edgar Wright's movie is a lot more fun okay. in a lot of ways than Wes Anderson's Wes Anderson's movie if this is the Wes Anderson we've got now and I think that's what we've got yes Wes Anderson is no longer concerned with tugging at your emotional heartstrings mm -hmm. he makes movies that have impactful emotional moments in them but he deals with them in the least sentimental clinical way possible mm -hmm. that wasn't always the case like rushmore and royal tenenbaums like yeah. destroy you at times yeah very, sure like isle of dogs Mr. made Fox. me cry oh yeah oh, see I, yeah i don't get that with isle of dogs now it's he's so much concerned with the artifice and this movie is like amazing that the the design behind it whoa like it's it, like it's definitely his masterpiece as far as that goes, and it really two of the three stories really really work. The Timothy Chalamet one kind of sucks, mm. but the other two are really great. And I know the segment's gone gone on too long, but I think both of the movies are worthwhile, and they're both interesting because they're both kind of obsessed with nostalgia okay. and its worth. Uh, although Wes Anderson, I don't think looks into whether or not his nostalgia is healthy or not. <laughs> Edgar Wright definitely does. Kind of, he's like. Why do I worship this? Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, I think Wes Anderson will continue to worship the New Yorker, uh, despite whatever trappings that uh, may not be so positive <laughs> leave, leaves behind. Uh -oh. But we've got to get to Goodfellas. Oh yeah, we watched Goodfellas as part of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. And now you're fucked, Chuck, because now you do have to try to summarize. It. Now you have to oh. summarize the plot. Well, it's not and that you hard can for do it. Films, it right? isn't. Okay, yeah. So the the it's like two things have happened. Yeah, the plot of the movie is it Joke follows that mad. <laughs> yes, and that's, that's the end of the movie. Um, the plot follows Henry Hill, mm. a youth from uh, Brooklyn. In the starts with a youth in Brooklyn in the 1950s, mm -hmm. follows him into the 60s, 70s, and 80s, um, and then basically the life of a of a wise guy mm. in in a New York City crime family um the insider you know perspective of somebody um who's involved in organized crime not at a high level but yes. um is I, I think that's why it's so good and even and better than the godfather is that it's a foot soldier instead of a godfather right mm. like it gives you that under like from the bottom like similar to um Donnie Brasco. Yeah. That like you you see the struggle, but it doesn't Donnie Brasco actually does a way better job of showing you the struggle of the like foot soldier 
that yeah. like um, lefty, like uh, Al Pacino's character in that movie is insane. And even less romantic. Yes. Kind of sad, yes. schlub kind of guy. At least Henry Hill, like there's the glitz and glamour, Hollywood with muscles, they call yeah. it. And walking through the line of, uh, of you the- know, the Copa to go underneath to get the table yeah. in the front yes. for the Henny Youngman show. Hell like yeah. that. That was like showing you the glitz of it, and, the, and then the like the fall. It, there's the rise, there's the start, the rise, and the fall, and um, and it's this beautiful kind of like story arc of a terrible human, Real piece a of really shit. piece of sh- like a huge piece of shit of a person who has no moral compass, who only cares about um, he's like money, ten, power, he's like and respect. Ten percent as bad as, as Tony Soprano. Right. Yes. Which is still horrendous. <laughs> but they do like they do manage to try to show him as like a caring person through like the, you know as he's young he provides aprons to a man who's been shot and then he's the one who tends the spider after uh, you know Joe Pesci's character shoots him in the foot and yeah. he's the one who's trying to f- patch things up between Maury and uh, he's J- the Jimmy least Connor. psychopathic. Right. I think it's also what we should note that. What's so funny about this is we talk about it, it's like it's like being inside the mob. He's not even really in the mob. No. Yeah. Like he is like he's in mafia a crew. adjacent. Right. Yeah, he's in a crew. Like because he's not fully Italian. He yeah. He nor uh, Jimmy Conway, um, Conway, Bobby De Niro's character. Neither mm-hmm. neither one of them are even actually in the mafia. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because yeah, I guess because it's Scorsese, this is the most cinematic of all the mafia movies. Oh, yeah. And even though that you never see anything more than just being like the coolest guy in the room and having you know a little bit of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he manages to make it feel like they're on top of the world, nonetheless. Yeah. I mean, if I got to go to the Copa, got to go in the back door, drop a few hundreds in people's pockets, I'd, I'd feel like I was on top it's of the It's funny, because that's really like just like going in the back way of Dave and Buster's on yeah. a date. Right. Yeah. But. <laughs> That'd be my dream. Because it's Scorsese on a often imitated, never duplicated shot. I mean, we never forget it. Yeah, all time great shot. You see, like six members of the Sopranos in that I, shot. So many Sopranos. big pussies in it. He's checking the coach. Listen to me. This this watch. I've watched this movie. It's got to be oh. close to fifty times. The first time I noticed Vincent Pastor. Yeah, big pussy. I'd never seen him before. He's checking the coats yep. in the bottom oh, really? of the, uh, the font haircut. Yeah. He's short. He's kind of stubby. He doesn't yeah. play that big. He's not as big as he is in The Sopranos. Larry Palmisi's like, I don't need the coats. Okay, yeah. I'll take the coats. Yeah, yeah. Put them in the freezer. Um, <laughs> yeah, this watch ha- have been, uh, you know, I'm obsessed with the beginning and the completely underutilized right. Polly Walnuts. He's in there. Tony What's yeah. his real name? Tony Sirico. Yeah. Tony Sirico, who's incredible, but he's in the beginning shots and yeah. kind of this like throws him in the fucking oven. He throws right in the oven. Right. Yeah. He's uh, also shirtless, right? But, but with in his the barbecue at yeah. the barbecue. Yeah. That, sure. dude's, that dude's been rocking a body for 50 and, years, and he's very like he he's very and he's acting and yeah. he's in the scene where like uh, Joe Pesci's character uh, comes in and tells everybody uh, tells Tootie that um, that. Henry's been pinched yes. and he's and you can see he's just yeah. if you just watch him he's just acting he's just doing his thing in every scene it's Walnuts. so he's just Walnuts in every scene just waiting to be it's Everybody. so great so oh I knew Tootie in real life what did you he was a Nashville um, music executive his, you knew uh, the he, actor or the, the actor yeah, yeah. The, actor. the real life person he was Michael Jackson's manager and he had a sandwich named after him at Savarino's Cucina 
which is a place we used to eat at before mo- going to movies at the Belcourt Theater. It's now like meat noodles. Yeah. Which I was sad when it Those left, are two but, terrible words next to each other. Yeah, but meat boy, noodles. it tastes pretty good. Although I will always, uh, Savarino's forever. Yeah. yeah. He had a sandwich named after him. So didn't he play in Wayne's World the like record executive? He might have. I know he's in or like. was it Wayne's World 2? I think he was only in like three movies. Ever. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm gonna. It, I know his name is. I always want to say his name. I used to see him over there, but I always end up saying Don DeLeo, the guy who write, guy who wrote the the crime novels and stuff. But he has like a, a, a you know DeMeo, Paul DeMeo, Don DeLeo, that type of name. But he's a you know nice know. guy, and I you know I spoke to him a million times, but I never had the sack to be like. What was it like being a good fellas, Bubba? <laughs> what does Paul Sorvino smell like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird. He probably smells really weird. But uh, and that's another name? reason why this movie's so amazing is the casting is just all these like people who belong as opposed right. to actors. And it's yeah. it's gotta be one of the greatest casts as far as being surgically correct yeah. for every everything that the movie is about that I've ever seen. So bet, better than, say, Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> you know, my man. I watched... My my girlfriend was uh, scandalized at him not having a beard. He looked bad. He didn't look good. Looked I was I like, am, I am a fat guy. Mm-hmm. What? So I'm going to say it. He looked fat. Yeah, he, he had a little... You know, fat. and I don't know if I, I related to him more. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I really knew. I, I could be Duncan Idaho. <laughs> have Duncan Idaho potato. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never been more attracted to him than he was. Yeah, I get, fat yeah, and sure. Dude. Yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, I eat, yeah, that's my kind of guy now. We'll yeah. go get a cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go get a cheeseburger on Arrakis. Yeah. <laughs> where's the Where's the best cheeseburger in Arrakis? Mm. Um, let's talk euros. What is the best? Very best part of this movie. I'll start. Uh, you mentioned it mm-hmm. um, early on. Poor Henry's is working at the pizza place. Someone gets shot. He's running down the street with a, screaming as his hand bleeds. And uh, poor Henry doesn't know yet that you can't be nice to people. <laughs> and he starts getting aprons to sop up the blood. And as he's leaving, uh, oh, I don't know what the guy's name is. He's Tootie. like. Is it Tootie? Is that yeah, Tootie? Okay. Tootie again. You're a real fucking jerk. Mr. Five fucking aprons. You wasted eight. Yeah. Oh, so good. You wasted eight fucking aprons. It's really, really good. It's just I gotta like, toughen this kid up. Yeah, and and like stuff like that is where like you get a real sense of like the sickness mm-hmm. of everybody. I mean, it begins from the very beginning. You know, from the very beginning when he's they stab somebody and then shoot him in a trunk. And he goes, I, well, ever since I was a kid, I wanted yeah. to be... <laughs> far back as I can remember, yeah, I wanted like, to be a gangster. Frank DeLeo is his name. Frank DeLeo, yes. So I wasn't too far. Uh, yeah. But yes, hit, that moment is just fantastic. And like you you instantly know everything about these guys. Uh-huh. Th- they're like penny-pinching where it matters for them, mm-hmm. which is aprons. Uh-huh. And uh, not caring where it doesn't matter to them, which is someone who's been shot. <laughs> So it's just like those are those are their beliefs, and that is everything they believe in. Well, that kind of leads right into my um, era of the picture, and it's kind of like why Chuck's on the show. The language of the film, Chuck and I can have a conversation all day, text or in person, not say any actual words other than phrases from Goodfellas, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it will be a nuanced conversation about something that is not Goodfellas. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, if, any, if one of us is being snooty to the other, 
Yeah, an aristocrat. Yeah, yeah, medium rare. An aristocrat. And we know exactly. And if we see something that we like, we'll be like, very good system. Very good system. Yeah. Or, or very like, good system. Or like if one of us buys the other and there's some kind of, if one of us buys some the other a meal and the other one's, and you just knock on the table and you go, on the house. <laughs> on the house. I mean, it's just unbelievable lexicon of just unforgettable Touch ways points. of talking to yes. you. And for instance, Chuck and I are also huge Sopranos fans. Sopranos, like this is, I think David Chase has referred to uh, Goodfellas as the Quran for the Sopranos. Mm-hmm. The like Quran. The, the Bible of yeah. the Sopranos. Like it doesn't exist. It sprung fully formed from the forehead of, of Goodfellas. So like it's just an unbelievable wellspring of character. Yeah, I see... Th- th- you know, Goodfellas as the Old Testament and The Sopranos as the New Testament. For uh, yeah. You know, like there's more depth and more like nuance, but like that's the that's the beginning of it all for me and my obsession with like gangster life and that mm-hmm. kind of shit. Right. It's insanely like rich yeah. and just full of uh, like, you know, the wordplay and the things that it's the little things that get said in the film. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't even know if this if either of these worlds really exist. Right, but they've been so fully realized that I am forced to yeah. believe it. Yeah, and do you, you guys know, ever y'all get your shine box at each other? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow, fucking shine box. That's scary. Uh, you feel <laughs> strong. I would never. I would never ever say that. You to feel someone. strong. Yeah. You just, <laughs> especially and, uh, not Joe Pesci. I guess, and sometimes but. you'll have a bad day. Well, you know, you're 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 talking to. You, you know your buddy about your girlfriend you're having lady problems and you'll hear Karen why did you do that why did you do that <laughs> you know and uh, you know it's just full of it's full of great just moments you yeah. know my favorite part are we gonna move on you no to keep going it's We're your turn so it's my uh, so my favorite scene in the movie <laughs> okay is where they've just killed Billy Bats they need to stop in and get a knife sorry I got blood on your floor right <laughs> <laughs> But they stop in for, and, yeah. and, and uh, Tommy's mom feeds him. Yeah. Yes. And she's Martin sitting Scorsese's in, mother. Mar- Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese's mother. She's she's, she's a sweetheart in it. She plays yeah. this beautiful character. And uh, I identify with coming in late and having a mother, you know, asking where you've been and why haven't I heard from you. And uh, that the moment with the painting, it's kind of a funny cut. Like she says, I've... I've they haven't seen my painting, and then next thing you know, she just pulls it like she had it there the whole time. Right it's because that was a, a pretty much an improvisational scene. Yeah. So he pretty much they had like two cameras. I watched a, like a making of that scene before. They have two cameras, and he kind of just has to piece it together. But that's like the most improvisational they got on set because Scorsese kind of has a he allows for improv until sure. of course he got Jonah Hill to death later in his career, which I mean, happens to everybody now. But yeah. you know, he, he would do improvs during rehearsal, but then they kind of nailed down what right. they want to do. Sure. But that scene, they kind of they had very loose. All they had was the painting. Yeah. And they didn't have anything else. Oh. They just kind of let his mother, who's this ridiculous raconteur, go. So, right. Yeah. But uh, I do wonder: <clears throat> was the was De Niro recognizing the man in the painting as being? That's similar. a gag because that's actually a Nick. That painting is a Nicholas, a painting by Nicholas Pileggi's mother. Really? Yeah. What? So, interesting. So that was a, a spur of the moment gag from old Bobby D. Oh, that's interesting. I want that painting. Scary. That's the scariest. The only time that scary motherfucker's funny in the movie. Yeah. Oh, he. God, can, he's scary. He's so scary. In the film. Robert De Niro. De Niro. Is so fucking oh, De Niro. scary. In the whole scary. film. He's. Yeah. 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 I mean, that one moment after Spider. Tells Tommy to go fuck himself, and yeah. he's like, he throws money down. He's yeah, like, you're gonna let him, you yeah, know, yeah. like that moment. I'm just like, he's a crack, you know. But uh, before, yeah, everything else, I'm just like, 
Yeah. He's going to take my spirit out of my yeah. body. I should have. We should have listened to Scorsese when he made Eric Clapton's music so sinister. Mm. We should have known it was sinister before COVID. Where <laughs> he was literally leading people to their death. Right. Yeah, we <laughs> Layla. Taken, we should have taken our our literal musical cue from the master and run run for the hills. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't put that one together, but yeah. <laughs> I was watching because I am a, uh, a plebeian and watch all movies with subtitles. What? Yes, I know. Don't stop. What do you mean? <laughs> what do yeah, I mean? Sean doesn't even know about this. <laughs> yeah, so I... This is, how, what, this is how people younger than us watch movies. I watch all my movies with subtitles. <laughs> what? So, so you can look at your phone. No, it's nothing to do with your phone. It has so you can look you back and forth. And you, you don't miss, miss anything. Yeah. You don't miss any, like, uh, oh. you know. But also, you'll get gems, and it'll tell you Eric Clapton's Layla's playing. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what... Exactly. Burr hates this, and that's one of the reasons I brought it I get up. That. But you obviously are, find it hilarious. I've never heard of such a thing, but I support you. <laughs> Let me tell you something about Sean. Yeah? When he tells you that he supports you, he is not supporting you. <laughs> no, I do. I, I absolutely have, I have, do. I have... I have, I have Hundreds of texts yeah. evidence. <laughs> I'm okay well, if you don't support. What well, I mean, can't all be great. What I mean by oh, okay. support is that I'm glad that, that you, you, you like it. You hold space for my experience. Yes, yes. absolutely. That's it. You're That's both. it. Like, both. I will not help you. You sons of bitches. No, anyway. and I understand some people don't like that. For me, it's just a very, like... Whatever happened to Gary Cooper? Whatever happened, what happened to the strong silent type? Uh, <laughs> also, uh, De Niro manages to be terrifying even when he has like really weird, slightly shaded yeah. glasses uh-huh. that make his eyeballs look really weird. Yeah, I got yeah. a few pairs like that. I'm, that's what I'm going for. I'm yeah. trying to scare people. One of the my Charles Nelson Riley is <laughs> one of the one of the most I don't know emotionally evocative moments when it comes to fear in De Niro mm-hmm. is when they're at the diner. Uh, Henry's been to jail, he's been locked up, and he's asking, uh, uh, De Niro's character's asking Henry Hill to go kill a guy. Kill a guy. Yeah. Yeah. But he does that hand movement when yeah. he just, I need you to, and the hand movement on the table, yeah. and it's just like, it, it doesn't <laughs> align with what's been going on in the movie, and they, mm-hmm. they're not talking, they're not saying words, and yeah. there's just like this lack of trust mm-hmm. and everything that was yeah, built. he's worried about Henry wearing a wire. A wire, right. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and I'm, you know, but that's, that was one of the, just that hand movement was just disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it has been since the first time I saw it. It's just such, such a scary time for, for that character. Yeah. They also yeah. do the big vertigo shot as, as they first establish them talking together. Yeah. They do the dolly zoom mm-hmm. where you sl- see the background slowly disappear as they move in. And it's mm-hmm. really makes you feel uneasy as it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, why is, why is this shot happening in this section? But right. that's, a, that's the beauty of Scorsese. You get like. Hitchcock and Powell and Pressburger in a genre film. Yeah. That's why it, <laughs> yeah. it works so well for me on so many levels. Yeah, you'll get these ins- insane dollies going in on just someone like looking up. Someone will just like be at a table looking up and there'll just be a crazy dolly into his face. <laughs> and you see him look up. We, I just <laughs> watched, whole thing. you know, I, I watched a few Wes Anderson movies. Oh, no. Um, in, the, in the last week, just to get the smell back, as it were, oh. you know, for watching the new one. Sure. Uh, and I noticed... Kind of like some student and master shit between a guy like Wes Anderson, who is one of our better filmmakers. Yeah. He can be annoying and twee at times, but he's still one of our better filmmakers. And then you get Scorsese. They both like to use like the long dolly pans a lot, right? 
Wes Anderson is a slave to the tempo of his shot. It's going to be the same pace, an uneven, uh, an even, unbroken tempo throughout, and the blocking for the actors has to be such that it is a very unnatural feeling to it. Absolutely. Whether this is intended or not, the uh, the result is a uh, disassoci- disassociated sterility to it. Yeah. Martin Scorsese does a lot of those very same shots but he will flow across a wedding or flow across a bar scene, stopping and lilting on a conversation or on a personality trait, going to get the papers, get the papers. God, yes. Just just stop for just a second. And to me, it, it has such a more cinematic and personal and emotional feel to it. Mm-hmm. And it was just an interesting thing because I know Scorsese is a huge fan of Bottle Rocket, has screened many movies for Wes Anderson, had a big influence on Wes Anderson. You, hmm. know, you know, and these guys are all progenitors and ancestors to each other so Ooh. it was just cool to see similar techniques with slightly slight changes that make for incredibly large changes in your viewing experience yes well, I, f- I feel like scorsese has never cared about color as much as wes anderson cares about color Nah, wes anderson's like a, like a, a, a graphic designer at this yes. point but but New new movie, check it out. If if you if you, if you like what he's become, this is like the greatest version of it. Okay. Also has fucking Jeffrey Wright in it. Mm. I love Jeffrey Wright. Oh, he's so fucking good. He's so good. How I, is he so allowed fun. in it? He's so. Is it is he good. the one black guy per Wes Anderson movie? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> cool. Pretty much. That's good he's, for him. He's the shaman character now. He's so shaman. Good. Yeah, perfect use of Lee Schreiber. Believe it or not, maybe the only good use of Lee Schreiber. I don't believe you. In history. He just plays like a Dick Cavett style talk show host with that fucking sonorous voice. We're talking about Wes Anderson. We should talk about Martin yeah, Scorsese. Sinful. Uh, should we try even try to do this? We usually have a part where we talk about stuff we don't like in the movie. Well, before we get too deep. Oh, oh. We can talk about other stuff we like. I mean, we. This is basically. I'm always trying to get to the negative shit, and Sean's trying to save us. No, not save I like us. That. No, it's, it's the correct move. No, I think we just have more wonderful stuff to say about this wonderful movie. Uh, this is what we call our cider fries with, with the That's gentle sprinkling. I, call I don't even fries. indulge. He doesn't. I said what I need to say. Okay. John doesn't like fries. There's so much. <laughs> Do you like fries? I, I love potatoes in any form. <laughs> um, You're Irish. I am. You a, my great grandfather was a potato. Really? Yeah. A russet. A dark russet or a light russet? He's a black Irish. Oh, oh shit! Like really? Irish dog, yeah. <laughs> like fucking. Okay. Um, <laughs> I liked. You know what? I didn't like just one thing. I liked other things about this movie. One, one, one is uh, long freeze frames. I like these. Yeah. They do them especially in the beginning, and the freeze freeze frames are cool for a few reasons. One, they just look cool. Like they really give you a sense of like, okay, this whole time Scorsese is making beautiful pictures. Everybody takes a beating sometimes. Yes. yes. Uh, but also, like, they're sort of deeply unsettling, especially when his, like, father is beating on him, yep. and they freeze frame of on him, like, in the mid-beat. His mother um, is terrified beside him, and dad is just, like, furious. You're like, oh, man, this is so fucked up. Yeah. And, and in, like, a... I think it is helpful for me as I'm watching it to not uh, get too much into the fun of the life. Because I think maybe that's a thing that people will criticize about this movie that I don't agree with necessarily. But that 
it's like, wow, it sure is fun to be a bad person is like part of the fun of the movie. Yeah. But like when, when they cut to those freeze frames, you're like, oh, this isn't that fun. I don't know. There's <laughs> another freeze frame not that far removed where he's blown up an entire parking yeah. lot full of cars and that yeah. looks pretty fucking fun. And he's fun. talking about bad. his kids in the respect. neighborhood bringing his mom's, <laughs> yeah, his mom's groceries home. Yeah, he did that because of respect. That spawned like a whole SNL bit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, that freeze frame... You know, the, usually the, you know, explosion behind someone as they walk, you yeah. know, is really cool. That is like an 11-year-old with his arms flailing yeah. in a very kind of almost effeminate way. Now now we've been, we've been like taught through now decades of film to not even look back at the explosion. Yes. Right. But this is like, ah, oh my God, it's got to blow up. And it's yeah. a big fucking explosion. <laughs> it's a huge like, explosion. I'm sure you had other things you'd like to share. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, you don't have to. <laughs> no, I, I do love this is the... His, this is his regular speaking pattern. No, okay. I love the actual, um, like, n- nuts and bolts, like, breakdown of how... Uh, Spaghetti's made. No. <laughs> oh, that? That part yes. is great. But also, like, of the crimes, <clears throat> like, right? The, 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 the stanza heist, like, yeah. that was... Okay, these are the guys who... And then, like... The exposition of these are the people who came up with the biggest whatever heist in American history, yeah, and they yeah. talk about it all, and um, that's always been interesting to me. The mm-hmm. like nuts and bolts of it, but, um, but I mean, there's I can go on forever yeah, about this movie I know. and Please what's do. great about it because there's really like the, there's really nothing. It's the it's a perfect movie to me. Yeah, I was going. My gag was going to be if Sean hadn't have gotten to the fries. Bit. I'm sorry. I cannot you can still do, do the gag. I can't. I don't have negative things to say about Goodfellas, which is why I put it. I, I wanted it to go first and see if, if see if Scorsese ever approached these heights in Thanksgiving yeah. gangs. This is kind of a come at the king style style podcast. Well departed. But do you have it. do you have something bad to say about Goodfellas? Um, do you have a low main low man? I wrote something down. What did I write down? <clears throat> oh. Um, this is not, my low main is like baked into the form. Okay. It gets a lot less fun as it goes along. Yeah. Which is because his life falls apart. Yeah. And he becomes increasingly fucked up on drugs. And the editing style is unsettling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Editing... Harry Nilsson gets involved, goddammit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he jump into the fire. <laughs> it gets really fucked up. But, like, there is something to me about how... The you know the first hour or so when he's going to the Copa he's got money to put in people's yeah. pockets he's wearing nice outfits he's never looking sweaty right he's, he's got <laughs> right bunches of different no bags women. under his eyes no uh, even like before Pesci has brutally murdered anyone too too many people <laughs> um, and like Pesci's still sort of having fun. Mm-hmm. Before he, his character has gotten completely dark, where he's just like shooting random guys, getting drinks. <laughs> like that part is more fun for me than the end, which it is supposed to be. Yeah, because it does get dark, and it gets dark because he just keeps doing the same thing right. over and over. His his uh, he has a downward spiral, and it really spirals, and it keeps on spiraling. Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, it's just less fun at the end. Sure. Um, it's unsettling. At the yes. End. It's unsettling. It's really rough. I think it's yeah. morally correct. Yes. <laughs> no, I think it's like a, it's a specifically moral story. Yeah. And yes. like, okay, you do. In some ways. If, yeah, well, like, <laughs> as far as like karmically. Yes. Sure. Right? You do these bo- 
bad things. Egg noodles like a schnook. You're going to end up yeah. eating egg noodles <laughs> yeah. and, ketchup and ketchup. And noodles. So like this idea that like it, it like there's a happy ending for these people sure. is uh, or, or people who choose to make these decisions mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, it's ultimately a great story about just do the right thing. Chuck, yeah. do yeah. you have a worst part? Do you have So a my worst parts man. only exist because I've read the book Wise Guy. Okay. Great book. Great book. There's so many parts of this movie that could have been added from that book that were incredible. There's the whole Boston College point shaving scandal. Yes. Which, that's its own movie to me. And it was the reason why this whole thing kind of fell apart. It's, that was it's, what got the FBI involved. It's, it's thinly referenced in the movie. Yes. In one scene. About the Boston so, right when Maury's about to get murdered in the Cadillac with the ice pick into his skull. Sure. He's By the talk- way, Maury. One of my favorite characters. Greatest. Also the character that reminds me the most of Chuck in the movie. Oh, that's so funny because that's the character who reminds knew, me the most of you. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> that's so funny. I look and love Maury so much. Um, yep. <laughs> Consummate ball buster. <laughs> um, but Maury's about to get murdered and he says, you hear about the racket we've been pulling down in Boston? We've been shaving points. And then, <laughs> But yeah. really, there is a whole... like. Henry Hill gets busted for the drugs. He gets pulled in. He starts pleading out. He says, while he's talking to FBI people about Lufthansa, he's talking about his all this time going down to Boston and we're doing point shaving. And that's like a big deal. Yeah. Sports, like the FBI is, to, one of their big jobs is to make sure sports is like above board. <laughs> oh, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, so they, there's a whole documentary on ESPN, a 30 for 30 about it. That's incredible to watch. Okay. And it, it revolves around Henry Hill. Um, also, in the book... When he gets married mm-hmm. to Karen, he converts to Judaism yes. and has to get a circumcision as an adult. Woo! Yeah. Wow. Different wow. picture. Yes. Completely wow. different <laughs> picture. Also Wait, that's shows- Lars von Trier. Yes. <laughs> yes. It shows his um and and <sighs> would change the nature of the film completely, but also show that he really is a committed man. And also they good. leave out Karen has a an affair with Pauly. Right. While Henry's in the joint. So. Yeah. What? I'm kind of glad they left this stuff out. Um, <laughs> That's too but much. The, the worst best part. Okay. That was left out of the movie um, was Henry. So in the mafia world, the mafia mm-hmm. wives clean the houses because they don't have housekeepers come in because you never know who's going to find what. Sure. Right. The housekeeper find a bag Big of money, a bag money, of guns. Yeah. But, you know, who knows what they'll find. But Karen was in a traditional Italian wife. She was a Jewish wife, and she wanted to bring in somebody to Mm. clean the house, and this was a big deal. Yeah, Um, she grew up with money. She grew up in money. She she clean shit. She was, you know, she's from the Five Towers. Um, (laughs) The Five Towers. That's what that's what Tommy says. Okay, in front of the bed. Oh yeah, sure. I'm trying to bang this Jew broad. Um, (laughs) So she wouldn't clean her house, and Mm -hmm. the house was getting in in bad shape. So Henry, um, in the 1970s. Yeah. Purchased a slave from Haiti. What? Yes. <laughs> Good God. This slave was, uh, he was like, okay, I'm going to buy a woman. And yeah. you could do that. And she would come to America sure. and she would work for you. Um, they're caregivers now. That's, that's yes, what they're called. That's what they're called nannies. Yeah. Um, she was 
like six foot three, two hundred and seventy five pounds, and scared his kids. <laughs> so and Karen wanted nothing to do with oh, this slave. No. So then he had to figure out how to return a slave. Wow! And nobody would take her back. You customer can't, service. Can't yeah, where is customer service for Haitian slaves? There's no <laughs> customer <laughs> service. So uh, those are the. What I, happened to the slave? I guess she was released. <laughs> I don't know. I they, I they drove to the woods and said, "You're free now." I haven't been this speechless since <laughs> we didn't do a Dune podcast. Yeah. Thank God. So the the, the, the so horrifying. the worst part about it is that this character is so much more deplorable. Yeah. Than this movie allows you to see. You kind yes. of root for him the whole time. Yeah. And even when he's doing the things that. Uh, you know, Jimmy Conway says not to do. He ratted on his friends and he opened his mouth. He talked yeah. too much. He did all the things you're never supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You're still at the end. You're happy to see him in witness protection. Yeah. You know, you're like, well, at least he made it out. Yeah. Meanwhile, all these people, including the college, the fucking college basketball players he threw under the bus. Lives ruined. He ruined <laughs> tens of, like, dozens of lives. Sure. He was a slave. Tens he, of dozens of lives. Tens of dozens of lives. 120. 120. <laughs> he, uh, he, w- he was involved in human trafficking and yeah. genital mutilation. I'm pretty yeah. glad they left all this out. <laughs> they should, when they remake it, they'll have to. They have to slave. talk about the genital mutilation. I feel like I have to do the segment. It's part and parcel of the show. Yeah. So what I'm going to talk about is the uh, forgotten hero of the film. Okay. I think people forget how essential, and what maybe why this movie is on top of the heap, one of the great lead performances of all time by Ray Liotta. I mean. People think of De Niro, and they really probably even more so think of Pesci. Yes. But as I've watched this movie more and more, the movie does not even work if you don't have the perfect blend of this guy seems normal enough, yet he does seem part of the culture. Whereas I watch this role will now be filled by like Matt Damon or Leonardo DiCaprio has been filmed by like Matt filled by like Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio. Not for a minute do I believe that those guys could be gangsters. Whereas one of the scariest scenes in the history of cinema is Ray Liotta going across the street and pistol whipping. What do you that. want, yes. Fucko? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That is one of the most frightening yeah. scenes, and he flips a switch in that scene yeah. that not many leading men could do. Yeah, and it's because it's just perfectly cast, and just he had he possesses a darkness and a villainy to him. Yes, that j- other and that's and he got his start kind of playing villains in Wild at Heart and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and he's just. To me, it's like one of the great... I know he's not actually forgotten. He, he, this is an iconic role and an iconic performance. But if you look at his career... Yeah. It's nothing like this ever not again. going great right no. now. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's not bad. You know, he's, he's, still, still, he's still a well-respected, uh, gr- great actor. But, you know, this is a guy who could have had it all and, and really didn't as an yeah. actor. But uh, to me, it's like the greatest performance in, in the movie. Yeah. Uh, and Whoa. it's just... And it's... Uh, it, Relatively forgotten. Poor Ray Liotta should not have to do the Sopranos movie. 
you know, in a, in a better world, no, he doesn't. When you're have right, to give you're right. <laughs> and I, but I'll disagree with you. The yeah. greatest, Ooh. the greatest acting job in this movie is Frankie Carbone. And okay, his, sure. and his fine Italian he's, fro. He's amazing. Fine. His frozen Italian fro. His eyebrows and the way, are also and the, just as big. And we do do everything yeah, he yeah. says is a garbled. Amazing. It's just an amazing. When they kill Stacks, played by memorably by mm-hmm. Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. Yeah. and Carbone can't figure out what's happening with despite the there being a dead body. <laughs> yeah, uh, just amazing. And he walks out and with. And I mean, yes, Joe Pesci is unbelievable in the fucking movie. Yes. But I will argue later this month that he's even better in Casino. So. Oh yeah, dang. And okay. I think we can. Those two, two performances sometimes because yeah. they are ostensibly the they same. are the same Similar. character. Yeah. No, they are the same character. Can I drop another low man on you? I that can't is, believe it. It is just a personal thing. Sure. Um, this movie, uh, I think, is a great movie that I don't love. And I'm sorry to say that. I know that'll make you mad. Mostly because, like, the movie. Chuck and I just shared a glimpse. I know. You not can... unlike two of the gangsters at the at the. T- taxi stand. Yeah. And then look back at you. Yeah, you guys are going to hurt me. <laughs> no, um, I accept you in your journey. And oh, you're thank at. you. I hold space for you <laughs> in your you. bad decision. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> it's just me not loving it. It's, it's not okay. that I don't think... And and it mostly it is because like the, the movies that really I love love are the movies that are like sort of emotionally... I like I relate to emotionally and I don't relate to this at all emotionally. You just can't relate to these people? No, but... I, I love it in every way other than maybe just like <laughs> just that part of it. Uh, it's like it, it is not I, an emotional movie for me. Like I think it's an incredibly made movie. <laughs> I think it's an amazingly As acted movie. Who had terrible drug and gambling problems. I relate to these characters <laughs> yeah, same. very much. Um, yeah, he cheated on his wife. Yeah. Um, as a, well, but for I think part of my my uh, the part of the movie's allure to me is I'm a you know I'm a child of immigrants, mm. you know, and this idea and that I hate like immigrants, I know you so, do. Uh, this is pretty obvious. No wonder uh, I've, had, I've had underworld connections, right? Like I, I see it as like there's a way when when it was explained, you know, when when uh, Leota was explaining what Polly does, like, yeah. you know, they're the police for people who can't go to the police, sure, you know. And uh, and that idea that there's like this world of people who take care of themselves yeah. who aren't the moneyed powers in the world. Sure. I don't know. I, I, maybe that would that's me thinking about it as like a grown up. But my uh, the allure of it, even as a kid, was this like that's a way for me to do some. Like I could be, I could be a criminal. Yeah. yeah. You know. I also think for people who were raised the way you were, there's also. Just a, a wanting to be to belong to something. Oh, right. sure. A part of yeah. and, and this yeah. thing, yeah, <laughs> this thing of ours. Yeah, and also like uh, the, you know he was half Irish and there was an Irish guy. Yeah, you know and yeah. uh, you know that t- you know top of the morning you know that whole thing in the bar. Sure. Yeah, like where the, you know and this idea that the Irish are respected in the gangster world. Oh yeah, like that's you know maybe that was something for me. Yeah, why I was drawn to it. it. Could have just been that it's like probably the greatest American movie. Also, Chip. also that fucking fool. <laughs> you could also, <laughs> but you know, you can respect a movie and not well, love it. I think this will be great because that means that maybe there's a chance that it'll get na- knocked off the top spot of Thanksgiving, Gangsgiving, Ranksgiving. I mean, you never know what's what's gonna happen when Gangs in New York sneaks up. Uh, yeah. Oh man, we've got what's the rest? <laughs> give us the Gabriel give us the rest score. of the month, Sean. Uh, okay, next week is The Departed. Okay. Starring all those guys who were in The Departed. You know who's in it. Alec Baldwin. 
Yes. The, 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 the helicopter. Mark. Mark. Wow, we can't talk about that. Gotta be, you gotta have to be careful where you point that thing out. Shot, shots fired. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Then Main Streets. Ooh. Then Gangs of New York. Oh. And then we rounded out with Goodfellas 2. Casino. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not the good fellows are back and they're mad. <laughs> but where's Ray Liotta? Where is he? Where, not, not even Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta did so bad he couldn't even get into the sequel we, to the movie. We need to let Chuck plug his stuff, but before we get to that, I do have Chuck and I have a mutual friend. We'll just call him Mr. Gold. And his um, mother is a big time LA realist, real, realtor. Okay. She has all these amazing stories about insane people that she sold houses to. Okay. Ninety-five percent of the stories are about Ray Liotta. <laughs> I think Ray Liotta is fucking nuts, and that might be why we don't see him in as many things. You know, he's he's from Miami. And if, yes, yes. And if you see, and if you see these things, if you see, I think he's like Jersey by way of Miami. Yeah, like yeah. he's sure. If you see his performance when he pistol whips this guy, and like I don't know, narc the entire performance of narc. Yes. He's yeah. one of the scariest men who ever lived. So I get it. Maybe it's like a Sunny Landham and Predator thing, where it's like, oh wow, what a great performance. Never hiring that guy again. <laughs> They need to get a bodyguard to protect people yeah. from Ray Liotta. What are all-time, like, one-off, like, Liotta-esque performances like that? Is it like that uh, weird guy in Rocky Horror with the bald weird guy? That's the guy who wrote that. Is it? Yeah, yeah that's Richard O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. I'm very embarrassed to know that. No, that's not embarrassing. <laughs> He's not in anything else, but should no. be in a lot of things. Yeah. About how great he was in that movie. Yeah, who yeah. else falls off that hard? Tom Sizemore. Ooh. Sizemore does fall off that hard. I mean, there's a lot of guys. Well, like, Sizemore just, had the real life. There's a lot uh, of people Henry, of you who are just living too hard. Who, I mean, I think all time, like one-off performance. Like I, I'm into his whole career, but Rugger Hauer and Blade Runner. That's most yes. people only know Rugger Hauer from Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a, an all time. Who played Jesus in Passion of the Christ? Jim Caviezel, one of Jim the greatest Caviezel's, actors ever lived. He's amazing. <laughs> Who's a QAnon lunatic now? Yeah. <laughs> also, if you like, I've never seen Passion of the Christ. I'm sorry, it's I've never okay. seen Passion of the Christ. But if you want to see him do an even better job as Jesus, check him out in Thin Red Line, not playing Jesus, Fucking but perfectly <laughs> playing Jesus. And that had to be why he was hired to play Jesus. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I wanted to convert to religion. <laughs> yes. To, to, to Christianity, and I abhor it. So it's, you got to see the Thin Red Line. You absolutely yeah. must. I'll put that on. Caviezel, it's like, I think it maybe it's just Caviezel got too insane almost immediately. I think crazy people make TV. great actors, man. Mel Gibson is one of our Great greatest. Yeah. <laughs> Just a horrible piece of shit. <laughs> Just a really evil person Chuck, in where, every way. Where, we got to close it out, but where can we find you online? Don't look for me. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you to check out our other podcast, <laughs> Fast Break Breakfast, at Fast Break Break on Twitter. Uh, I can't remember the Instagram is the same. At Fast Break Break on okay. Instagram. Oh, yeah, I do a basketball there. podcast with Burr. Uh, it's basically this show. Yeah. You guys ripped us off. Yes. Yeah. All, of, all of the best and the worst. It's all yeah. food related. Food related. Also, Food Court could be a basketball podcast yeah. because... The, it's all the ideas that I couldn't get on the other show. The court could be the basketball court instead wow. of... The actual food course. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, John does have to pay me and Keith, the other member of the podcast, five dollars every time you guys record. So oh wow, yeah, I wish it's I really could adding make up. that much money. For- <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long, it's, it's been a long. How many years? Have we been? <laughs> Three. Three. Yeah, you guys help. Uh, yeah, you guys help keep me. Keep the lights on it. Uh, yeah. What, what should we fast baby break dungeon. The baby, baby dungeon. dungeon. Baby dungeon. But yeah, check us out. I like I like talking about basketball with my friends. Especially this year, the Heat are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how's uh, 
LeBron. <laughs> no, oh, God. He's, no, not, he's not a sorry. Heat anymore. I'm sorry, But guys. he's in Los Angeles, which Sean. they make movies there. Sean, That's Sean was a Knicks fan. John Stark's there a Knicks fan. Wow. Oh, yes. If you want to talk about... Uh, Oakley or Hubert Davis? Yes. <laughs> sure, Patrick Ewing. I had some Ewings. If you want to talk about oh, my I Ewings, love those Ewings. They were really ugly, horrible, horribly made shoes. But they I love are them. expensive now again. Are they? Yeah, you can Sean, buy them. Thank now. you for coming on the show. No, thank Michael you. Michael should be back next week. But it was you are a great fill-in for Michael. Thanks. Yeah, you're essentially fun. Michael. Thanks. Two giggly guys. Two silly <laughs> Billies. Two of my favorite people. Two giggly guys. <laughs> On behalf of John Burr, on behalf of Chuck Anderson, I am Sean Parrott saying, Bon Appetit. Bon Appetit.